Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco here with this Dream House, along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kissinger behind the board here. Brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This Dream House, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common home order pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House. And we'd love to hear from everybody. Okay, buddy. Um, yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. We've put this off, and now it's time, right? It's time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. And uh, Tom Brady, who is the greatest of all time. Uh, Eileen... Um, Brady and you re- lead, you know, go Manning. Yeah. And I get the arguments. I understand it. But to me, I mean, it's hard to overcome uh, seven title rings, right? Six or seven. What? Seven. He's got, he's got seven, seven rings. That's what I thought. Okay. So, like, nobody else has done it. Matter of fact, I don't even, is anybody else close? No, it's Montana with and Bradshaw with four. Right. So you're talking seven. He almost doubled them. Okay, so that's let, not luck. So let me ask you this: Do rings or is rings the only thing that matters? No, absolutely not. Okay, because a lot of people will sit there and say rings, rings matter. And my argument to them is: Okay, is Terry Bradshaw better than Peyton Manning because he's got four? You know, if you if in the NBA is Bill Russell the greatest of all time because he's got eleven? I get you, but it's got it. You can't discount it no. because somebody else doesn't have it. That's fair. So my argument to that is okay. Put the the put the rings out of the out of the argument. When you were to if you were to compare these two guys, okay, if Peyton Manning played, he played seventeen years. He was in the NFL eighteen, but he had, he missed that one year. And then you put those first seventeen years that Tom Brady played, and you and I've done the research. I've done it. I've done as many throws as many games, all to make it even. So Peyton Manning's total. I mean, say it's you know two hundred fifty. Yeah, but wait a minute. Does, st- does statistics alone? Because I mean, look, you can look at Will Chamberlain who scored a hundred points in a game. Does that make him the greatest NBA player of all time? No. I'm okay, get, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm getting to the point of if you were to put the same exact amount of games and throws together on for both guys, Peyton Manning has done way more than Tom Brady yeah, ever but, did. Yeah, but here's the problem. I go back again. It's the same comparison with Wilt and a hundred point game, and all, he was the leading just, scorer. But that's one game until right. I mean, he was really the leading scorer forever. No, he was the leading scorer forever. Right. Right. Let me ask you this: Who's the greatest basketball player? Michael Jordan. Why? Because he's got more MVPs and and more uh, championships. No, LeBron's got more points because he was LeBron, the most, he LeBron's was the most, got more uh, uh, rebounds. I, I, I mean, I, I'm it's just saying. Jordan because he was the most dominant player. No, but. And, and I'm saying, really, to me, when you look at the fact, I mean, Peyton got one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl MVP, right? Brady, I mean, the guy's got seven, and he's got what three MVPs, four MVPs? Yeah. I mean, come on! But the, should he have won those MVPs? Yes, really. And, and I'll and I'll go and I'll say this to you: when you think about it, it's funny, right? Arguably, the Giants beat Brady, yeah, uh, when he had the best team probably in the NFL, yeah. Those other teams, got, frankly, weren't all that great, Kev. They were good, what, but they the, were not like 
Brady, oh, Brady's other yes. Super Bowl teams? I'll tell you this. Every Super Bowl Tom Brady has been in, nine out of the ten he has been in, he has had a top ten scoring defense go along with him. Oh, okay, but my like point is. He's had help. Yeah, but my point is, is those teams weren't all that great. They weren't all that flashy. They didn't have just crazy great players. They had great defenses. Look, I think me and you could argue this until the sun goes down. I mean, I'm just I saying. I just think it depends on what you look at for what makes a great quarterback, which is a great leader, which is the most important position on the field. And, look, Peyton's fabulous. Don't get me wrong. I think he's great. In some way, maybe statistically, yeah, you could argue he's better, right? However, you can't negate seven Super Bowls, Four MVP, but, he ha- you but can't Tom do Brady all that. had way more help than Peyton Manning ever did. I don't know that that's and, true. And I mean, now we'd have to break some down cheating the scandals team, in there. But we'd have. <laughs> I mean, for I mean, let's throw all everything out here now. Tom Look, Brady, we could argue this till we're green, <laughs> and there's probably no fair way to do it. Here, here, here's the great thing. No matter what this argument is, obviously both are first time, first bout Hall of Famers, and I have to, I for one. Am disappointed that we will no longer get to see these guys play, man. All right, everybody. As always, we try to bring you um, new and interesting things. Our listeners uh, in not only lifestyle in Colorado, but you know, uh, fun activities. We 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 talked about uh, BMX biking and mountain biking, and today I, I think we have another fun one that people are going to find extremely interesting. Uh, my guest today is Eddie Wooters from Fly Green Disc Golf Mega Superstore. I hope did I get that right? Because that's, that's that's a mouthful. That's that's a, that's a lot. <laughs> you, you got it really good. That's that's perfect. <laughs> All right, right on, buddy. Um, and so, uh, tell us a little bit about what when did your superstore, your disc golf superstore, and you brought me a lot of great props to give me a feel for what this is, and I'm really amazed by it to be honest with you, like. Um, it, it's a lot more uh, involved than I would have ever assumed it was. So when did you guys open? So uh, the, the store actually opened, Mike Dunn, the owner, opened that store at that location in uh, 2009. 2009. How yeah. long have you been there? Uh, I've been a part of Fly Green, working directly with them. I've been there about two and a half years, but uh, indirectly running tournaments and just being a part of that family for Ten years. Ten years, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so this is a passion of yours? Absolutely. Now, this are is... you considered a, a, a pro disc golfer? <laughs> is there uh, such a thing? There absolutely is a professional disc golfer. I am classified as a professional, but we're going to use that term loosely today, especially <laughs> after my performance at the last tournament this past weekend. <laughs> that wind got a hold of me. Yeah, well, yeah, I would assume wind plays a, a major role. I mean, yeah. this isn't like, you know, your 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 mom and dad's Frisbee. <laughs> no, no. These are discs. These are uh, a lot heavier than your traditional uh, lids, if you will, or ultra discs. Uh, but they did start out as being called Frisbees. These are a lot smaller. A lot more thought goes into these. There's angles on different parts of the disc that make it fly different from other discs. You know, whether it goes left or right or uh, short distance, long distance, there's a lot of variations. And just like golf, I'm assuming um, there's a par, a par system? Absolutely. Most courses that you play are going to be mostly par three. Um, there are some par fours and occasional par fives out there, but for the most part, they're par three. Par three. And um, what is a solid uh, round of disc golf? Like, what, do you, what, what is your average, say, per round? 
Well, it depends on the course, but my home course, um, I would say my average, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be upset with myself if I'm not yeah. seven or five down. Uh, below par. Below par, correct. Yeah, seven under. Wow, okay. Kind of similar to regular golf score. Like, if you're pro or, you know, that that's kind of where, you know, that would be great. That's a great round, really, yeah. in, in a traditional golf medium. Um, so, what is it? This store, first off, I've seen pictures. I haven't been. I'm I'm interested. We'll I, get I'm you just in afraid there. my arm will fall off before. Uh, Kev, you think you can play a round of disc golf over there, buddy? I think I could get like three holes in right now. You think? I, I think. I don't even think you can. <laughs> yeah, All right, guys. All right. Challenge accepted. You guys come well, see me. Well, here's why. I'll here, get it'll you It'll get through. dark before we get through the first two. But, <laughs> I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy, but it's it is it's a lot of fun. First off, um, and it's very inexpensive to get into. One of the one of the biggest uh, attractions of disc golf is that anyone can go out and play disc golf. You don't have to have a particular body style or be athletic or whatever it is. Anyone can actually go out and enjoy. Not just mom and dad, but the kids can join along. There's there's discs that are made for kids. Grandma and grandpa can come along. People of all ages play this sport, and they play the sport daily. Uh, it's How or- many rounds a week do you play? Well, that's again unfair. I work at the store. I run tournaments. I'm a team manager. Well, I get that, so but I want to. I don't I, get to play as oh, much. Oh, you don't play as much. Not oh, as okay. much. Not as much. How, uh, how much were you averaging to get very good? Uh, five, six rounds a, a week. A week. Um, my friend Aaron, who's in studio with us today, this guy averages usually, if I don't have him tied up doing something with. Uh, with Fly Green, he's probably playing three or four rounds a day. A day? Every day. I don't think I could get three or four rounds a week. It would turn dark every night unless they had lights. Um, all right, so let's talk about it. Uh, and let's talk from the entry level so our, our listeners who may not have ever tried this or seen this or be aware of this. Um, you, you have all different. You brought several discs in here. So you have a putting disc. You have a driving disc. I'm assuming just like golf there for different um, – distances and angles to get to what is ultimately, and you brought a sample of the hole, which is the best way to describe it. How would you describe this, Mr. Kistner? This looks like a big uh, chain link garbage can if I was yeah. looking at it. <laughs> no, and I don't mean that in a bad way, like garbage, like garbage. I would just see, if I if I saw one of these out, like I was walking through the woods, I would think it would be a place for me to put a, there would be a bag in there and I would just put my garbage it's- it's like a basketball hoop with like a yeah yeah that's it a basketball thing hoop. on the bottom to I have a make feeling sure you'd start out. barbecuing some steaks in this thing if you saw one out in the park <laughs> really yeah it's that 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 yeah. function uh, so it's called a basket okay a basket a basket and it's constructed they're all they're uh, permanent baskets are constructed of all metal okay uh, they have a, a basket type tray at the bottom a band at the top, and then those are connected with chains that run from top to bottom. The object is to get your disc into the chains or come to rest in the basket in as few strokes as possible. Okay. And not just – so, like, if I'm – let's say I'm on my putt, mm-hmm. and and I throw the disc, and it hits the chain, and it wobbles in the chains but falls to the ground, no good. No good. Got to do it again. One more At stroke. that point, what I – oh. Is it just so it's an automatic addition, or would I well, like, you lift had, it up and put you it? You got to put it in there. You got to put yeah, it in there. Physically, and so, is, so physically putting it in is okay Absolutely. if you have to. Yes, but you don't really want to do that because that causes you strokes. That means you're too many strokes. Yeah, yeah, fell gotcha. out or something. Unless yeah, you parked though. it. And now, if you threw the perfect drive and parked it on your drive, that's that's perfect. You're oh just, yeah. So if you're like right at the base yeah. and you just lift it up and put it in that one, that's that's your stroke. tap in. Yeah, yeah, right on. Got it. Got it. Okay. So I'm getting a hang of this, yeah. Mr. Kissner. This isn't. Uh, 
Too difficult, I don't th- – well, it's difficult because I won't throw the darn thing straight. Right. It's like my golf swing. I'll be playing three holes over and people <laughs> be like, where, where, where are you're you shooting, throwing this You're shooting from? 12 on a par three oh, or something, easily, right? easily, we, easily. We call that safari golf. That's okay. <laughs> so, for a beginner now, uh, I how many discs would I need to go out with? All right. So, if there's any beginners out there that are listening that are thinking of getting into this sport, first thing I want to tell you, when you walk into a disc golf shop, do not get overwhelmed. Uh, if you come into our store specifically, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. We have over 25,000 discs in our shop. 25,000 We discs. do. Um, so the best thing to do, uh, if you come into our shop, ask for myself or Joe or Mike. Uh, we're very knowledgeable on all the discs. Uh, new people need to, need to just really get two discs. You're going to want a putter in a mid-range. Uh, you're going to be able to throw those two discs a lot farther than you can throw a driver when you first get into the sport. It requires arm speed that is built up over time of playing. And speaking of arm speed, you 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 run classes, right? I, so people could come to the store and take classes and learn how to throw the discs. And, you know, we talked about what would be the traditional Frisbee throw. What would that be considered? A backhand. Backhand. Correct. And then you can and, – and then is sideways like a if i was a baseball pitcher throwing sidearm forehand uh, yeah. forehand what other kind of i'm trying to think like what what other throws would you do um you can throw a, a roller where you just try to immediately get the disc stood on its side uh and try to roll it down a fairway uh, which comes in play really good i mean you can get that really far down the fairway but it keeps it out of the wind keeps it out of the trees it takes all the obstacles off, off so the somebody takes a course how long is the course? And, you know, I mean, to what point do people become sort of functional? Uh, so if you're going to come in and do a few classes with us, um, I can have you throw in pretty good in a couple classes. Those classes Classified. run about about an hour. Uh, you're not going to be a professional that quick. Got it. But you're totally going to understand how to, how to make a putt uh, within 15, 20 feet. Uh, you're going to understand the, the form and dynamics of how the disc flies and how your body needs to, where you need to be. That the, it's the perfect form. It's a combination like swinging a baseball bat. Well, we are up against the break. When we come back, we have so many more questions for you. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody, after word from our sponsor, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. We'll be right back. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances. They get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 star Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory. Work with a sleep expert on mattresses from Tempur-Pedic to Purple. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory in Mattress Kingdom. Visit ApplianceFactory.com. All right, everybody, we are back in this dream house with Eddie Wooters with Fly Green Disc Golf Superstore. And I've seen pictures, like I said, I have to get over there now. I really do because I'm amazed by this. And, I, you know, I don't know, man. I can see me and my wife going out and doing this. She loves to be outside. She loves to uh, uh do photo, you know, photographs and things like that. Like we yeah. could actually, this this is like a game, like you said, for all members of all ages, all sizes. Anybody in the family can do this. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's one of the funnest things for me. I, I had a uh, talking about the learning lounge. I had a, a client come in. He's like seventy four years old. Had a double hip replacement. Um, added a hundred feet to his drive. The guy's out playing every single day now, moving better. Uh, it, it's like it's great exercise. Nice. It really nice. is. So. 
you said, hey, if you're a beginner, I could start with two discs, yes. right? How yeah. many – is there a limit to, you know, the rules of disc golf, of how many discs you can carry in your bag? There's not. Uh, you can carry as many as you want. I, I pers- How many do you go out with? <laughs> I know you're the pro, but how many do you go out with? I believe I have 24 in my bag. 24? That's more the golf clubs. Though. Eight of those are putters, though. They're all, I have different putters that go different directions. Different directions. I don't know. This sounds like cheating, Kevin. See, yeah. Now I'm like. Like, we go out with him. He'll be like, you like, an 80 degree right angle. We'll be trying to throw ours straight. We won't come close. He'll be like, Whoa. I feel like it's like, have you ever seen those golf balls on like remote control? Yeah. <laughs> like, you could do it off yeah. your phone. I feel yeah. like he's got one of those with these discs. Right. And it just goes right to the bucket every right. time, right? Yeah, yeah. hole in Aaron, one every take time. Take notes of that I, I so that we can come up with that. Okay, <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. And so, um, what? I mean, what? What's the range? The pricing of discs. So to get in uh, at a at a starter pack, come in by two discs. You're going to be at ten dollars a disc before tax. You'll get out of there at about twenty one dollars and seventy four cents. And there's even like disc carrying, like almost look like. M- on wheels, golf bags, but it's for your discs. Carts, yeah. Carts, yes, you have yeah. carts. Uh, those are actually Zuka. Um, some people may be familiar with Zuka. Zuka started out in the makeup and suitcase world, and then they started making carts for ice skaters. Uh, they just came up one day and said, we're going to put bigger wheels on these and make them fit discs, and we started putting discs in them. And Very cool. Now they create their own. All right, and so now let's talk about the sport a little bit itself. Very reasonable, it seems like. If you go to a course to play disc golf, what's the average cost? What can somebody expect to pay to play? I would say without doing my homework, the, uh, the percentage is, I would say 85 to 90% of the courses in Colorado are free to play. Wow. They are at uh, public parks. And, so this uh, is a very affordable. This isn't like your golf where it's like, no, no. you know. People hear the word golf and they immediately think $100 for green fees, $200 for a putter, Full set, you know, it's it, they think it's expensive, but it's not. Where where are the courses at? Like, are they all over, or are they only at golf courses? No, they're, and very few are actually at golf courses, and those are going to be the ones that actually cost you the money. Um, the, the simplest way to find a course is to download a, a, a simple app called UDISC, the letter U-D-I-S-C. UDISC will uh, show you where every course is, and it's, it's pretty crazy. The closest course to here right now is over by Cherry Creek Reservoir, uh, so it's right down Dayton Street and get there in probably about 10 minutes from here. And you you said something um, prior to the show. There's this disc golf. There's as many disc golfs as there are Dunkin' Donuts and around, yeah. right? I mean, that's that's a fact that I just uh, saw myself. That, and that says a lot. That is a lot of disc golf courses. Yeah, and, and I'm assuming it's probably pretty big in the mountains too, right? Uh, the 285 corridor is very well known worldwide. Actually, there's a couple courses up there that have been in the top 10 for multiple years. Uh, Beaver Ranch is in Conifer. That's a very uh, iconic, world-renowned course. Beautiful property. That that course, if I went up there to play, that's one of those courses that's going to take me, even me, all day. Um, and part of that's going to be standing around ooh and all at, at the. Yeah, yeah. At so the I, I got a question though. Like you go to a golf course, you know, even if you've never played it. Right now, how long are the holes? Let's ask that question. How long are the holes generally? Average, um, average I'm going to say 320 feet, maybe maybe 300 feet. So what's that, like 70 yards, 100 yards per hole? Not a football, football field. field. Okay. And are they hard to sort of see? Like I saw uh, we were in Virginia and this one park that me and my wife used to love to go walk in, 
uh, there was an on-site disc golf. And it, it was like a whole host of trees. I didn't even know how they threw the disc in these trees. And there was a basket, right? And I'm going, oh, that must be a, a disc golf. But I thought to myself, if I didn't know the course, is it relatively easy to follow the layout? Or do you get cards? Are there cards there? Uh, how does that work? So, again, going back to UDisc, and I, this is not a promo for them at all, but UDisc has really stepped it up. So you can go on there when you pull up a course. Okay. It shows you uh, the direction of the course. It will navigate you through the course. You could even record how far you threw your disc uh, distance-wise. Very simple. Most courses nowadays have great signage. Okay. And when you step onto a tee pad, um, you know, you're going to be seeing the sign. You just know most tee pads are pointing towards where the basket goes. So. Uh, once you kind of get used to that. You Is just, there a lot of holes you can't even see the basket or no? There are some holes out there where you can't see it. And, you you know, you walk up your fairway, get an eyeball for it, find a marker, a tree, or whatever that is. And now, do they have people that monitor it? In other words, let's say I'm playing, I'm on hole one, and I go down. When does the guy behind me know? Like, is there etiquette here? A lot of etiquette. That's a great question. Uh, number one, you never, ever throw when somebody else is on the fairway. These discs are not, as we established, your your, your parents. Yeah, they have some weight to it. They do. Uh, 175 grams. The, the mid-ranges can go up to 180, but they're very sharp, very beveled. And if you get caught with one of these drivers, it's gonna hurt. it is going to hurt. It's going to leave a mark. So always, most of the time, again, going back to uh, – Village Greens, which is right over here by Cherry Creek. Every one of those holes, you can see the basket. You can oh, okay. see people. Right on. Uh, so it's a very safe That sounds course. like a good place to start for somebody who's new. Absolutely. Hey, it Kev, is. I got an idea. Uh, I think we want to advertise and show like how dangerous these are. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have you stand in the fairway, and I'm going to throw some discs down, and you let me know if it hurts. Now, here's the good thing. I will probably not come within 40 <laughs> yards of you, so I think you're willing to I, do this. I was just going to say, I don't think you're going to hit me. So, I'll, yeah, and then it, whatever you don't hit me with, I'll throw back at you and yeah, see if and I then, get so you. So this is not, again, like you said, there's some weight. So you're not out there throwing like you're throwing a Frisbee to your buddy with these, right, no. in, in the off time, no. just hanging out, right? These these things are hurt. So. We're, we're putting some speed behind these. I, I'm Actually, my I just threw my furthest drive this past weekend. Uh, Aaron was with me. I went 522 feet. I'm, now I got to, quick, Kevin. Yards five. That's almost two hundred and seventy-five yards. Can I, can, can I Google? Close? I'm going to Google uh, it. Am I close? How, we'll how, take five seventy-two divided by three. Right. I mean, that's got to be the answer. Is five hundred and seventy-two feet. Five seventy-two. Yeah, let's five twenty-two. Five twenty-two. Yeah, well, I was giving you fifty. I know you were. I I was going to take them too, but <laughs> I figured you know we're we're on air. One hundred and seventy-four yards. One hundred and seventy-four yards. Almost right two football on. fields. I'm wondering. I don't. I don't even know if I could throw it a hundred yards. Maybe I'm old now. Maybe when I was younger and I just didn't care. Like actually, I have, you know, from pitching baseball, I like got bad shoulder, yada yada. So I, I don't know. I'm probably not going to throw it very far, but it's not necessarily required either, right? It's you know honestly, it's just like ball golf, putt for show, or drive for show, putt for dough. Okay. The the tournaments, uh, they're going to be made. Uh, they're they're going to be won within thirty feet of that. And let's talk about that real quick. Tell me a little bit about your you, you, like if you guys also sponsor tournaments down we, there, right? We How actually, does that work? We host our own tournaments, a series of events. Um, we just had our first one this past Monday. We had hundred and sixty six players show up for a windy wow. tournament, uh, and, and that's a lot of fun. Once you get to that that mindset where you're playing tournaments, you're really taking it serious. But one thing that's different. Uh, from your other sports is the camaraderie that we have in disc golf. Even when you play uh, a sanctioned tournament professional round, it's still the most fun that you can have outside. All right, everybody. Look, 
I found our conversation fascinating. I have to get you guys back on. And as important, uh, maybe uh, we can arrange, and, and Kev, maybe we could video it for the show and maybe put it on one of our social media accounts, but um, it could be the most discouraging thing. I don't know if this is good for you, uh, but maybe you could take Chef Mark, I, and Kevin out and show us what a round of this is like because it really is. I, I'm amazed. And, and their store, um, Fly Green Disc Golf Superstore, I couldn't believe you said 25,000, right, discs? Yes. All right. But there's a whole lot of other stuff there. Like, just look like socks for crying out loud. Yeah, you guys, we have, our you guys have more? Let's, let's up this. If we're going to go out and play, okay. uh, the three. Up this. Uh-uh. Okay. I, I'll grab two of my teammates. Probably Aaron will be one, and I'll grab another one, and we'll okay. play what's called doubles. Okay. That way, that way it's not as discouraging your first time. It's okay. the best disc, and you guys will kind of get to see how we play. But before we do that, you guys come to the shop. All right. Schedule an appointment with me. Let's give you one lesson on the house. I'll get you guys squared away. <laughs> That'll be cool. I don't man. want to be out there all day watching you guys hack away. So oh. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give you wow, at least that's one. That's discouraging. <laughs> <laughs> we will hack away. I got a feeling um, it will take us uh, a lot of throws to sort of get it in this. Although the basket's relatively big size, I it still is. think it's going to take us a whole lot of work. To it's, get it'll be a fun day. All I right. guarantee it. Well, listen, you guys. We really enjoyed having you on. We're going to have you back. Um, soon, and, and we'll talk more to sort of the advanced levels because I, I think there's plenty of people out there that are going, okay, hey, what about advanced? So yep. uh, we'll have you guys back on. Perfect. Uh, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate your time today. Thanks for having us. All right, everybody, it's that time again. Chef, are you ready for some 10-second oh, chef it's tips? my f- you know, I used to fear this, but now it's my favorite time of the week. You know, and I love when we talk to restaurateurs because it always gives me ideas. Okay. Hi, Kev. Before I even say this one, I'm going with the over. The over. And I know Chef is going to shorten this up so that he gets me again. I know this. Well, I, I, I've now noticed this trend in him. Since <laughs> you haven't announced the question yet, yeah. then I'm going to go over as well because okay. you must think it's going to go over. Well, it, it has, depending on how he wants to answer it, it has the potential to be uh, maybe just he has to think about it for a second, um, but it, it, it could be lengthy. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Chef. Okay. So we had Max and Irene on here from yes. Red Square, Euro Bistro, Love a couple that. of rock stars. Absolutely. Um, and they talked about Chicken Kiev. And I thought, how many people even know what Chicken Kiev is? Maybe there's quite a few. That, that, that's fair. Um, but I know Kevin didn't. So for Kevin's interest, do you have a Chef, do you have a Kiev recipe? I do. All right. I want to know how you like to prepare uh, Chicken Kiev at Go. I stuff roasted garlic butter in a chicken breast. I take that chicken breast and I bread it in crispy panko breadcrumb, pan sear that, and then serve it with a creamy bechamel on top. It was like 10 on the dot. He's over. Here, he loses. Here, I, Gen- I, gentlemen, I, can, I think I won. No. I, I, I'll tell you I, who I won. I watched him start it. I can uh, look at the audio. I can no. look at the real audio. Let me, let me tell you who's the real winner. The listener. Yes. Yes. I, I, I got questions <laughs> over this recipe show. Okay. So with the chicken breast, are you slicing it open in the top or on the side? Like where are you yeah. putting the, the- So I'm butterflying that open. I'm pounding it really thin. This is actually a considerable amount of work. You got to roast garlic, whip that with butter. Mm. I add some breadcrumbs to that so it doesn't kind of fall apart. Okay. And then I put that in the chicken. I pound out the chicken nice and thin, and then I kind of seal it back up. So the chicken actually holds the roasted garlic butter in when you're cutting it. 
And then when you cut through, so is it is it then get refolded almost? I'm gonna yeah. use the word a taco, and then yes, open that's it. Perfect is that, mm-hmm. is taco shape. Oh yeah, absolutely, I love it. Good. All right, yeah. And then uh, a little egg wash, and then when I bread it, the breading actually holds the roasted garlic butter in. So when you cut it, the roasted garlic comes cascading out. Oh, nice. And with the pankos, and I don't know, chef. Again, I'm you know you know me. I'm a, I'm a yeah. I want to be a cook uh, or a chef. Um, do you double dredge? No, I don't double dredge. No. But what I do is I take that panko and I throw it in the food processor and I break it down a little bit. So do you, it's a little uh, do finer. Do you not favor double dredging? Because I had somebody suggest to me in something else that I was making, and it was fried chicken, to double dredge. And I loved how it came out. So now I'm tentatively, I double dredge everything. Sure. But, you know, I don't double dredge because it's not fried chicken. Right. It's it's pants here and I'm not deep frying, got you it. know. Um, and the thing is, you got to do that right before it goes in that hot oil. Yeah, so I was going to say, how hot is your pan on that? Is it yeah, as hot as you can almost get it well, without smoking? Yeah, yeah, 350, 400 on the oil, and then it's a, it's a shallow pan saute, not a deep fry. Right. So when I do make it, um, I actually took it off the restaurant menu one time because we had trouble keeping up. Um, we had trouble keeping up because it was so popular, and we couldn't maintain the quality. Uh, but I make it at home on occasion, and when I do – uh, everybody comes out of the woodwork and invites themselves over, which is fine. Awesome, buddy. Yeah, that, it, it sounds delicious. Um, I'm going to try it because my wife is going to order it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I want to hear. Uh, show me pictures. I can't wait to see how uh, Red Square does it. I'm sure they handle it with expertise. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our show today. Uh, please get down there and uh, look up uh, Irene and Max at Red Square Euro Bistro. Join us next Saturday at 8 a.m. for This Dream House. Have a great day, everybody.